0: a number one best-selling author, whose whole life has been about
1: supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Hello there,
0: it's Gina Gardner here, and I'm very pleased to join you this morning as your host on Passionate World Radio. Today, we're actually going to be talking about community. Why is it that communities are so important And yet we live at a time when there's never been more people who are feeling isolated and lonely. That there is a sense in many parts of the world, particularly in big cities, where it feels as if everybody's fragmented, that there is huge division and no sense of community. What I also find fascinating is it often takes an emergency, a a tragedy, To bring a community together where people who have never talked to one another finally find the barriers that stop them talking to one another on a day-to-day basis are actually prepared to go and help people they don't know, to um, give their time, to give their resources to people they don't know. When at times when things are good, they wouldn't dream of even saying hello or waving. So I wonder, what does community mean to you? And I think it would be great if you could share that with us, either through the website or um, email me. I, as always, am joined by my great friend, Rachel Davidson, and both of us are international best-selling authors. Rachel's book, The Point of Me, um, and my 2 bestsellers, Chariots on Fire, and the latest one, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways of Happiness, Success and Fulfillment. Whilst Rachel's books are novel, and my books are around self-help, I suppose, there are common threads which run through them. And the common thread, I would say, that runs through them is about relationships, Mm. and relationships with self and with others. And community Mm. is all about that, because those of you who have heard me speak before will know that I talk about that every relationship that we have with other people is a, relationship, is a reflection of the relationship we have with ourselves. Mm. So how is it that we live in a society, a, a broad society, where division and separation have become the norm? Mm. You don't have to go mm-hmm. far back in history, pre-Second World War, which in historical terms is the blink of an eye, yeah, yes, yeah. when communities were everything. I was interested, I was listening to the news this morning, it was talking about when people had, had babies, right. and how often it's not the fairy story that people think <laughs> it ought to be, and those yeah. first few weeks mm. are really challenging. Yeah. And the news reader brought up the um, the point that in previous times there would be your family around you, yes. um, your your nuclear family, your parents for example, your mother would be there, Yes. potentially your grandmother, aunts and uncles, your neighbours would be helping yes. and in fact it would be a whole community who would support you yes. in that getting over the birth and getting um, into the, the swing of motherhood Yes. and if you were under pressure then somebody would take the baby off for yes. a cuddle yes. or for, for yeah. um, a time. Yeah. Now, I know there are exceptions, and if you were very rich, you probably didn't see a baby. You'd have a wet nurse, and uh, <laughs> you'd have a nanny. But for uh, most people, subject. <laughs> you know, um, that sense of community was supporting you, and it was there in good times, mm. and it was there in times of trouble. And hence the phrase, it takes a village to raise. I was just thinking of exactly the yeah. same thing.
1: Yeah, and, and actually, going back to your point about, you know, it's not that long in, in human history since that, those times in the early 90, early 1900 and so on, where that sense of community was, was and closeness was there because you know, mobility, yes um, it's the invention of things like the railways and the, the motor car, which make you yeah. know, the whole population much more mobile yes. and so now it becomes possible to, to get up and move away from your family and go and work in other places and stuff. It's really not that long, though, in the sense of the whole of human history, since we were literally tribes in jungles, and absolutely you know, having children within um, a, a tribe was literally the tribe's whole affair. And you can see that in yes. the great apes, can't you, in their social structures and so on and so forth. But the thing
0: I find fascinating is, you know, bringing up children, raising them, giving them a sense of identity individually and collectively mm. is vital for our mental health yes. and I don't think that it's um, um, a coincidence that we have such a, um, a rise in mental ill health, Yes. now some of that is around the fact that people are prepared to talk about it yes. and I think we have to take that on board and yes. I applaud that. Yes. I find the fascinating thing was that children uh, and young people particularly Think they have a community within the um, the cyber world, yes. Facebook, um, LinkedIn, all of those things, and indeed they do. And many children get a great deal of um, of s- support and satisfaction from that grouping and being able to play with other people who are perhaps in different countries. Yes. However, there's a dark side to that, isn't there? Yes. And because those children are then isolated in their bedroom, and they would never have been isolated, they would, yeah. in likelihood, shared a bedroom, and that then everybody would live in the one communal room downstairs. Yes, that those children can feel very, uh, very isolated and very threatened, bullied mm. by remarks, by things that are said within the context of uh, social media. Yeah. And they then don't have the re- internal resources or the external community resources yeah. that can actually say, do you know what, let's put that into perspective. Yeah. That's somebody who is hurting themselves, who is being vicious, who's being unreasonable. Yeah. But look at all of these people who care about you yeah. and who can redress the
1: balance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's... It's uh, such a sort of slightly alien childhood um, that, that a lot of um, children nowadays are having. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't that long ago that um, smartphones didn't exist. So no, I can remember the phone
0: yeah. in the hall on a long
1: wire yeah.
0: and you'd sit on the stairs and that was about it. And there was a time limit because it was expensive.
1: Yeah. Yep. Or you went up to the red box on the corner and you made a phone call with your yeah. pennies. Yeah, or radically, you, you walked around and knocked on their door and said, "Do you want to come out and play?" Well, <laughs> of course. Actually, as a child, you would never think
0: of phoning a friend,
1: no. would you? The no. phone was used for it was adult business. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. And and as somebody who sort of spans that, because I remember those days, and yes. then obviously I've got a smartphone now. I, I I think I'm slightly fooled into thinking that I must I know what it must be like to have like your network of friends online, but but I have to keep reminding myself that I don't because for my daughter and my son, that's all they've really known. Yeah. So they have a completely different perspective yes. on it and a more absorbed perspective. So when I am sort of saying, uh, you know, phrases like um, "Don't spend too much time on your screens," you want to be out and about, you know, this, I'm pretty certain that. They don't, you know, because I'm I'm thinking of my childhood. They and don't my get age. it. Do they, they don't get it. They don't understand it. And that's I know there's lots of commentators out there that, that talk about this sort of you know the the dangers to society about the online communities that get that get built and how how false and how fundamentally they don't feed us in in that. They don't feed your
0: soul in quite in the same. Way. Way. Yeah,
1: which which we yeah. are all still hardwired
0: to need. Yes, I think if we go back to the the, the what does a community mean? Mm. A community is a collection of people, and I would say it has to be more than just a collection of people. It has to have a, a common um, framework, if you like. Yes. A common purpose, and so if you go into organisations, particularly if you go into things like a cha- you know people raising money for charity, where there is a sense of real purpose mm. to that. But I also think you know communities can be around. Um, their spiritual or religious um, uh, intention. What I would say is for me community it's important for community to be inclusive yes and there are many communities who whilst within the community there is a sense of belonging yes that is done with a, a very strong sense of we belong
1: yes you don't yes
0: you're not part of our community yes therefore, We care about us, but we don't care about you.
1: Yeah, and it's very interesting, isn't it? Because in the macro sense of it, the the global politics, there's a lot of that sense of separation, yeah, protectionism. Yeah, you know the the messages coming out of the United States around trade and so on.
0: um, Well, Europe. I mean, you
1: don't have to go far. No, no, Um, absolutely. You know,
0: communities within any city in any of the western well any uh, part of the world yes. there will be factions there'll be little communities yes that are very pre- try to be protected and yes. you know these are our rules and if you play by our rules and yes. you believe what we believe and yeah agree with what we do yeah. you're an innie yeah and if you don't you're an outie
1: and and it's sort of obvious to to sort of be a slightly layman psychological um, when you go back to the great apes, you know, they, um, certainly chimpanzee society, will fight chimpanzee tribe um, to but, the death over territory.
0: But Stone Age man, you know, Neanderthal yeah. man, early cavemen, um, territory was important. Yeah, and it wasn't only about territory, but it was about, um, you know, taking on board other people going and stealing women in order to increase your tribe and yes. therefore increase your chances yes. of tribe, uh, survival. In many ways, I think that we have gone backwards um, to a time where there was such fear about difference yeah. that people are very much, will keep ourselves to ourselves, but more than that, we will not allow ourselves to mix in case mm. there is... Um, that difference starts to um, dilute yes. what we're doing.
1: Yes. And, you
0: know, the, for me, fundamentalists of any sort are very scary. Yes. That, that You know, I am right and you are wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: We, I believe there has to be a change. I believe we, if we as a, a species, if we as a world are to survive, mm. we need to... We capture a sense of community, mm-hmm. but actually to take that to a new dimension.
1: I think this is why some of the uh, the sci-fi series are so popular, yeah. Star Trek in particular, yeah. for instance, where it paints a picture of of humanity's um, societal structure as no longer being about countries and uh, regions and
0: how many heads you've got or how many you yeah. know, eyes and yeah. where they happen to be. And... Yeah, there's a
1: there's a federation that yes. that is you know. An, a, a, a group of, um, you know, yeah. certainly the whole of whole of Earth, and, and there's no concept. I mean, you know, let's not get too clever about this because it is an American series and they do have that sort of, you know, slight bent on it. But, um, but um, so, it's, it's a vision of the future, of how humanity has forgotten about these, you know, artificial borders yes. and artificial c- community statements, yes. you know, based on perhaps the religion you, you, um, you choose to... Uh, choose to follow or, or based, based on, you know, relatively arbitrary things and just accepted that actually we're all humans and that is our community. Well, if
0: you go, I mean, even now, where you live, the colour of your skin, yeah. the shape of your of face, um, all of those things are going to, for many people, be the determining factor whether you are part of my community yeah. or you're not. yeah. And I think the division is all based on fear. Yes, and there is much in the news. There is much about the way our leaders lead us, that they make the the noise, the ma- the mouth noise that says let's be together. Yeah, but the actions are very much yes. of we need to be apart. Yes, and I think for the normal person in the street, their sense of well, what am I supposed to do about? It? and i would say to anybody who's listening to that you can do a huge amount about it mm. you know, have you spoken to your neighbours in the last month mm. do you know who they are yeah is there somebody down your street who is elderly and could do with a little bit of help yeah. and i know people are frightened of getting involved because they've got busy lives and things but if you're shopping it doesn't take much to buy an extra bottle of milk or to get some bread or whatever for yeah. your neighbour.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, if you've got a, a young family, you know, and the wife or the mother is there on her own all day, mm. you know, just saying hello and have, stopping and having a chat mm. can make the difference to that person yeah. in terms of whether their day is the whole day spent with a screaming child yeah. or with no adult conversation. Yeah. I'm feeling that actually somebody's noticed you yeah, and for me community is about being noticed being listened to being validated mm. and recognizing that whilst we are all different, we each have something to bring to that community mm. yeah. and I'd like to think that there is a there is this a sea change there is a start of people recognizing that not only does do we Benefit as a um, as a, a race, a human race, mm-hmm. to have communities that are close knit and caring. Yeah. But ultimately, we personally get something out of it as well. Yes. Because if you look at the happiness um, research,
1: yeah.
0: you will see that people who live in close knit communities, where they um, know that they matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter about the material wealth. And in fact, many of the mm. highest levels of happiness were found in the poorest communities. Yes. yes. Now, I don't want to have a Disney World vision of this. <laughs> okay? <laughs> no. um, there are factions and difficulties because humans create drama. Yeah. Uh, we were talking, weren't we, yesterday about yes. for many people drama is their norm and if there's if it's too samey then they create drama yes yes but ultimately you need to know you matter yes you need to know that somebody cares about you yes um and that you know having the more people that who who fall into that category Mm. and the more people you care about yeah the greater the compassion the kindness and the love and i'm not talking about namby-pamby love i'm talking about having high expectations and you know, an integrity behind that, yes. that love, yes. um, that's not indulgent, that actually is something that requires you to be the best you can be. Yes. So if you're within a community where that is the culture that is engendered, yeah. then that community will fly.
1: Yeah, because you only have to look at the extremes of the opposite of that. Yes, I'm minded actually of the film Castaway where Tom Hanks plays a character where he is marooned on a Desert island yes. for a long period of time. I can't remember exactly how much. Um, and you know, he's on his own on yeah. a deserted island, and he goes and creates his own community. Yes. with characters. One of them is a, a ball, Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, and he talks. And uh, okay, you know, he's he's slightly out of his out of his own head because of being yes. on his own. But, you see that's that's interesting, isn't it? The demonstration that if you are literally on your own, yes, the the effect on it on your psychology, your mental health can be significant.
0: But for me, the interesting thing is you don't have to be physically no. on your own no. to be on your own. Yeah. And many of the people that I work with and talk to um, and see are feeling very isolated, even though they're surrounded by people. Yeah. Because they don't feel seen and they don't feel heard. Yes. And in many ways, I think that that's even more damaging. Because you can see or you perceive, it's not always the reality, that everybody else has got somebody else who cares. Yeah. Everybody else is seen seemingly having a good time. Yes. And you are on your own. Yes. And, you know, if you look at the rise, for example, in the number of suicides or attempted suicides, One of the things that you often hear reported is people say, I felt so alone. I didn't feel there was anybody I could reach out to. Of course, that may not be the reality, but it is their reality. I think we need to make the
1: distinction. And let's face it, it it can take a lot of courage, a lot of strength to, if you are feeling um, lonely and embattled and ashamed, perhaps, of whatever aspect of you, a lot of people feel shame about the fact that they feel lonely Yes, because they, they feel they shouldn't feel lonely. I'm surrounded by these people. Why, why am I behaving like this? And they, yes. they turn it in on themselves. But So to reach out and ask for help is, is incredibly difficult, isn't it? It's not it's not easy, otherwise people would do it. I think there's a lot in that. And
0: I would say that if, if I've been working with people who um, are feeling lonely, the one thing that, that can make a real difference is turn the attention onto somebody else yeah so go and find something that you're interested in mm. join a group of people who are doing something for other people mm. now it's a, a triple whammy for me really because in the first instance um it's an easy entree yes because there's a a, a need to raise money for cats or for the british heart foundation or, yeah. or whoever
1: yeah.
0: um and so you don't have to explain why you're there. Everybody knows why you're there. Yeah. There's a common purpose. So yeah. even if you are very different people, you at least have that yes. in common. Yes. It's got a structure. And so you can give as little or as much time and energy as you want. Yeah. But also, in the doing something for other people, that fills you up. Yes. Now, I also talk about the fact you need to fill yourself up first. And I think... You know, recognising that you're doing this activity in order to fill yourself up. Yes. That's fine. Yes. But, you know, if you meet people and you're shy about meeting people, the best way to feel confident is to talk to them. Ask them. Generally speaking, people will respond if you say, hi, how are you? Where have you come from? Is yeah. this the first time you've been here? Yeah. Um, and that you, you, rather than being worried about what you're going to say, yeah. if, you, if you've got a, a half a dozen you know, simple questions that you can ask, yeah. you take the focus off you. Yes. And if you go into a room, look for the person who's on their own and go and rescue them. Yeah. <laughs> that will make you feel good. Yeah. And my goodness me, it will help them and make them feel good yes. too. Yes. Yes. You know, simple acts. Make a community.
1: Yeah,
0: it's not complicated. the The what's complicated is the meaning that we make of yeah. of it. The rules that we create around it. Yes, which are generally speaking about being
1: exclusive. Yes, and it is true that you can, in your own head, create definitions of community. Yes. So when I'm driving, I think of myself as in the community of drivers. And yes. If if i am able to safely let somebody into this flow of traffic yeah. or whatever then I, this is my little good yeah. turn and you know i quite enjoy yes. actually sort of doing a certain amount of good turns as yes. i'm driving to wherever i'm yeah. going it, you know it's not a massive thing in my life <clears throat> i just sort of remind myself every now and again that uh, that's a nice thing to do pass it forward whatever and um and i haven't actually had any you know <laughs> other than a way even possibly a, f- a flash of lights to say thank you or
0: but then that's Project. the point, isn't it? You don't. Yes. It's not about the yeah. expectation of reciprocity, yeah. Um, but that you are doing something because it's a nice thing to yes. do. Yes. I mean, it's one of the reasons. All of this is one of the reasons why I've set up the Thrive Together tribe, yeah. Um, to create a community of like-minded people who really want to make a difference in the world. Yeah. And for me, it's about you know supporting people to become. The spiritual leaders, the matriarchs and patriarchs of their family, mm. of their nuclear community, and actually yeah. reaching out to to for people to be a place to safe place, yeah. non-judgmental, yeah. where people can be seen and heard yeah. and feel validated. Mm. And so you know if you're somebody who is struggling um, to to feel a part of a community Come and try it out. You can yeah. find it on the website, and we'll put a link in the um, uh, in the comment uh, box. Um, but also, for me, part of the Thrive Together tribe is about creating a broader community, an international community, yeah. where we can then reach out and support other communities in the development of communities. Yes, and that, you know, one of the things that would be really interesting would be to know. What does community mean for you mm. um, if you're, you know, um, hearing and seeing this, this today? You know, what are the communities you belong to? And what are the, do you think is the underpinning things that make those communities A, so important to you, and make them work? Mm. And if your community, you feel, um, could be even better, what are the things you'd like to see mm. that would make... Um, that community is stronger, and I don't mean stronger in the sense of strong and other people outside weak, but no. stronger in terms of perhaps more inclusive. Yes, um, to be doing more for those people who are on the peripheral, the, the young, the old. Mm. I mean, you look at youngsters today, I mean, the, the, the problems that youngsters are experiencing today, I think, are so far out of our experience those of us that you know well i'm 65 so you know i'm getting on a bit now but you know the precious educationally so much fun i think uh, is being well because politicians are attempting to take the fun and the curiosity out of education and make it all about a very set curriculum you
1: can't measure fun
0: no (laughs) and i don't think adults are having enough too, I think we yeah. need to play yeah. much more, to laugh much more. Yeah. I think you know, the sharing, the ridiculous can be a really great way of yeah. uh, of supporting the community, so long as that's not at somebody's expense. Oh, yeah. But you know, the pressures of social media, the pressures of, you know, I can remember as a head teacher saying to children, "If you work hard, you do well at school. There'll be a great job for you." Mm. I'm not. That's not the case now, and I know many people have got great degrees, Uh, you know, uh, first-class degrees, masters, even, um, you know, PhDs, who can't get work. Yeah, yeah. And so our kids are living in a a society where, you know, we look at the pressures on the environment, and they're worried about, will there be a planet when they bring their children into the world? Yeah. Will they, you know, how old are they going to be before they can retire? I mean, in the UK, it's 70 now. Uh-huh. There's, a, I think, a sense, you know, I'm going to be 93 before
1: I gonna retire. <laughs> yeah.
0: The pressures that they are living under, I think, are immense. And mm. so it's more and more important that we, um, as the grown-ups, mm. help them by creating a supportive network, a supportive community yeah. that will enable those youngsters to be able to try things out to fail and to feel that they can fail and grow and learn from that failure yeah and know that there's a safety net there yes. that will help them that there are mentors and people who are going to model the courage and bravery that it takes to step outside of the peer group yes and to do something yes. that's a bit different yes you know if we're going to have Solutions to our incredible difficulties. Yeah. We're going to need people who are going to be prepared to be brave enough to think outside the box.
1: And I think that's a, that's a very important point because I think for a long time, um, as we sort of move through the uh, the 1900s and 20th century and into the 21st, there's been a concept, certainly in the Western way of thinking yeah. about life, of uh, the individual being all powerful. Yes. Um, but I think, well, the 19, was it,
0: when was Margaret Thatcher? 1980s. it was, yeah. you know,
1: all about it me. It was all and about the individual.
0: I I think a lot of, of damage was done to the, that sense of community and how important that was. And yes. Communities were ripped apart. And I don't want to get political in the sense of political parties no. about this. But
1: that ideology that was behind yeah. that. Um, and was it was
0: being... being replicated around the world, wasn't it? Yes,
1: it really was, the growth of the individual. Yes. Um, but I think I think the subtlety that when I mean because you know that's absolutely relevant. We are all individuals, yes. and and we all we should you know. And everything starts with us. Yes. If you want to be a great leader, you have to lead yourself. But the subtlety is that a lot of people think about um, the individual and think about the rights they have.
0: Yes. And but not f- the responsibilities. They
1: forget the responsibilities, yes. and I think if if we are to have a more community minded. Um, approach and, and therefore a better society overall and therefore yes. a better planet overall i think it's because each individual has to remember yes as an individual you have rights some and and some of us have more rights than others yes and yes you have privileges and some yeah. of them are, but ultimately we all have responsibility and if you if you work to be an individual who is responsible then by definition I think you will start to find ways that you are supporting your community and you are yeah. working outside of yourself. And so life becomes less about I have rights and I want and more about how 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 can I leave a better mark on this? Yeah.
0: What's my legacy going to be? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that if anybody who's listening has read uh, Thriving Not Surviving the Five Secret Pathways to happiness, success and fulfilment, one of the principles is that we are responsible. Yeah. For our own emotional well-being that nobody can make us happy unless we choose to be happy yeah nobody can make us angry or whatever unless we choose to let them yeah but also we are responsible for everything we say and do how and when we say it yeah. if we say or do it at all yeah. um, and I think if we take responsibility for that and take responsibility for ourselves and for making the world, within the the constraints of our limitations, that we make the world as best a place as we can be. Yes. And for anybody who's uh, who's a part of of this, who thinks that they can have no impact, I'm reminded of the African proverb which says, if you think you have little impact because you're too small, think about spending the night in a room with a mosquito. We, each of us, have an amazing capacity to have impact. And just simply something as simple as smiling and saying hello to people as you walk down the street, yeah. you could be the only person that, that has had interaction with that person. Yeah. By opening a door, by saying to somebody, how are you feeling? Yeah. You can make a profound difference to that person. Yeah. It seems so little... But if you're on the receiving end and you're having a, a difficult day and somebody smiles and says, hi, how are you? Yeah. It can have a tremendous effect. Definitely. So that brings us the to the end of our, our genuine chat today. Thank you so much for joining uh, us. And um, we hope that you're going to join us on um, our future uh, chats. We are doing this on a regular basis. Uh, please let us know what you think. Thanks very much for joining us. So this is Gina Gardner and Rachel Davidson. Gina Gardner, your host on the World Radio. Thanks very much indeed. Take care now. You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work, spanning over 30 years of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled, and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-u.com today to find out more.